And I've got a question for you now. This is for movie buffs, trivia buffs. And the question is, what do these three movies have in common? The three movies are Monsters University, Bumblebee, and Godfather Part 2. Yeah, I'm messing with you with a few different eras, aren't I? So the three movies are Monsters University, Bumblebee, and The Godfather Part 2. Does anyone want to have a crack at what they have in common? Go, Jono. Yes, uh, they're all prequels to films that came before them. Brilliant. That is correct, and it's the answer I was after. So well done. So they're actually all origin movies. They're all movies about, you know, there's movies that came before them that told a story, and these three movies are movies that went back in time and told a story before uh, what we already knew about them. And, um, and that's exactly what, what I wanted to hear, Jono. So thank you very much for playing along. And this morning, we're continuing, uh, believe it or not, we thought we'd finished, but we are actually continuing our Freedom Looks Like series. But today is like those movies. This is the prequel. The last six messages have been really significant. And I believe God's really spoken through them. But we would be irresponsible if we didn't tell the origin story. We started the series looking at King David and trusting God. We moved on to Joseph and the idea that freedom looks like integrity. We looked at the Israelite people and how freedom looks like not just having the freedom of choice, but actually making the right priorities is where freedom's found. We looked at Daniel and that freedom's found in faith. We looked at John the Baptist and that freedom's found in a a genuine humility, not a false humility. And then Nathan messed with us a couple of weeks ago and, and, and threw a bit of a spanner in the works, but it was awesome. Uh, really encourage you to listen to the message if you haven't li- listened to it. He said, freedom looks like freedom, which is so true. And, and sometimes we can get a distorted view of freedom. And we looked at the life of Paul. You see, without understanding the origin, we don't get the foundation, the backbone of freedom. We don't actually understand the backbone of this freedom. And it's way too important to just assume that we know what this backbone is. And I had a real sense that God wanted us to to speak directly to this today. Jesus came to declare and demonstrate and direct people towards the kingdom of God. And today I want to declare, I want to to sit in this space of freedom looks like the kingdom of God. Freedom looks like the kingdom of God. You might not know this, but the word kingdom is mentioned 126 times just in the four Gospels. Just over the four Gospels, the word kingdom is mentioned 126 times. And of those, 55 of them are in the book of Matthew. Most of the time, it's the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, which are generally understood as being interchangeable. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And this is what Jesus came to pronounce good news about. I want to look at um, Luke chapter 4, if you've got a Bible with you, starting at verse 14. Freedom looks like the kingdom of God. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, And as it was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. Listen to this. 
The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, which means to be set apart for a special purpose. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Did you read what his mission was? Did you hear what he said his agenda and purpose was? Proclaim good news to the poor. To proclaim liberty, freedom to captives. Sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed. And the favour of the Lord, the year of the Lord's favour. This is what freedom looks like. Jesus came to declare, to demonstrate and direct people towards the kingdom of God, to this freedom. In Matthew 2, 23, we read, And Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. The good news of the kingdom is freedom. But this is the kicker. And this is what Jesus says in John 14 at verse 6. is answering a question of Thomas. And he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, not just a way. I am the way. I am the truth, not just a truth. And I am the life. There is no true free life outside of Jesus. You see, we think that Jesus' death on the cross was a conclusion of his mission. Now, I don't want to downplay the cross. It is phenomenal and it is the key to our salvation, what Jesus did dying on the cross. But what I don't see is Jesus handing around to the disciples necklaces with crosses on them when he rose from the dead. What he does say is he says, go and proclaim that I am risen from the dead. The cross is essential. The cross is the, the gateway, the ticket, the, the key to access life after the cross. The cross is fundamental, but there's more past the cross. Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He didn't stay dead. He resurrected from the dead. And what that shows is what freedom looks like. Freedom's not in the death. Freedom's in the resurrection. And this resurrection so loudly declares, so powerfully demonstrates, and so directly and clearly points people towards the kingdom of God. Jesus is alive. He's real. Now, it's not always glamorous. And you'll get people who try to sell you an easy freedom a quick freedom, a, a glamorous freedom. Dying on the cross and rising the fr from, the, from dead was not glamorous, but it is where true freedom is found. And I can assure you that every alternative offer that you've ever been given of freedom is a lie and an imposter. There is no freedom in it. Freedom is only found 
in the kingdom of God. That's it, full stop. So I have two questions today that I want to pose to you. Two questions. The first one is, do you actually know and are journeying this life of freedom in the kingdom of God? Do you actually know and are journeying this life of freedom in the kingdom of God? Because if you don't know this freedom, you desperately, desperately need to. Don't wait any longer. This freedom is amazing and it's the only place of true freedom. The choice is yours. You get to make that choice. No one can make it for you. You actually get to make that choice. And I want to assure you that there's people that would love to explain and to help you understand that choice, but not just stop there, help you walk out what it means to live in the kingdom of God, to seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus used a whole heap of parables to explain this kingdom. One of them went like this, really simple. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. This is the treasure. This is the kingdom of God that we, that we talk about. And if you don't know the freedom of the kingdom of God, I, I really want to encourage you to step into that choice. We'll come back to that later. The second question is for those that already know the kingdom of God. The question is, does your life declare and demonstrate and direct people towards the kingdom of God, towards true freedom. I uh, went in the other day to our local supermarket to get some breakfast cereal. And I went to the breakfast cereal aisle, and I'm sure you've all had this experience. It's not new for you. The aisle for breakfast cereal is wall to wall, end to end, with choices of breakfast cereals. Now, I didn't go in after a specific breakfast cereal, the backstory is the kids got some Nutrigrain, and I thought that was pretty cool, and I didn't feel like Nutrigrain, but I thought, oh, I'm going to get myself some cereal, some nice cereal. But you know what? Wall to wall, end to end, the whole aisle is choices of breakfast cereals. It took me two, three, four, five minutes to walk up and down to see what the options are. There's the, the cornflakes at this end and the muesli at that end and some weird Apple Jack stuff in the middle that I never heard of. And I wandered up and down making a choice. Do not put the good news of the kingdom of God on a wall like cereals with other options. They don't compare. They are not the same. The kingdom of God, the freedom that God offers us is not just one of many options that we spend five minutes choosing where it's from. You know that, that work colleague that tries to spend time in, in yoga and lights, incense candles at home. They can have 400 incense candles at home. They're not going to bring freedom. They're not going to last. When they're feeling down and flat, buying them another incense candle is not going to bring them freedom. It doesn't compare. If you've got mates, they can drink all the craft beer in the world. They can, they can have the most amazing steaks. They can watch sport on the biggest TVs. It's not going to bring them lasting freedom, guys. Buying your friend another bottle of Jack for their birthday is not going to bring them freedom. 
They're nothing compared to the freedom that I'm talking about today. Guys, this is real. This is not a fantasy. This is not words that we just read in a book. This is our lives. This is our friends' lives. This is our family's lives. This is our workmates' lives. If we're not, if we're not declaring, if we're not demonstrating, if we're not leading people to this kingdom, we're selling them short. We're giving them a, a bum steer. We're, we're telling them that there's freedom in place that, that there's not. This is real life, guys. God wants people to experience this freedom. We, we've had people in our Activate group recently demonstrating this kingdom of God. It's been fantastic. Four or five weeks ago, someone shared about them, them having nightmares and not being able to sleep at night due to, to recent and long-term trauma. And someone said, I don't think this is where God wants us to be. I don't think God wants you to be waking up in the night having nightmares. We need to pray into this because I believe we can demonstrate a kingdom of freedom here. And I can tell you that person sleeps way better at night now because of that. That's what freedom looks like. Freedom is real. We had someone on Thursday night that came in with, with, a, with an arm that was, was in pain, eight out of 10. And someone said, you need to see a doctor. Good advice. But they also said, but we also want to pray because we want to demonstrate the power of the kingdom of God at work in your life. Not that you just get a healed arm, but we want, we want to demonstrate and proclaim the kingdom of God. And that night, Thursday night passed, the pain went from an eight to a zero. I watched this person lift up a chair with that hand to, to show that the pain had gone away. Now, this is over Zoom, guys. God doesn't stop operating because of Zoom. He's not restricted by Zoom. The kingdom of God can operate in Zoom. You know these bottles of milk here? We talked earlier, I talked earlier about, about blessing people with, this looks like a, a, a one litre of milk to you, right? This is not one litre of milk. For someone who is in need and who is desperate and is struggling to make ends meet, this is provision, this is demonstration of the kingdom of God at work in someone's life. That's not a litre of milk. That is a demonstration of God at work and God's provision. We've got to think about how we handle life, guys, how we demonstrate, how we respond, how we declare. This is the gospel, the good news we carry. Does your life declare and demonstrate and direct people like Jesus did to the kingdom of God? I actually want to talk to parents specifically. I'm talking about parents that are biological parents and parents that are spiritual parents. If you have children under your care, we have a responsibility. We have a very serious responsibility. Does your life declare, does it demonstrate and direct your children to the kingdom of God? Proverbs 22.6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Don't water it down. Don't dilute the kingdom of God and where true freedom comes from. Sport is fun, but it is not the way, the truth, and the life. Education is valuable, but it is not the way, the truth, and the life. Getting a part-time job is really good to kick off a career. It is not the way, the truth, and the life. 
Dating a really nice girl is sweet. Brag to your friends about your kid's girlfriend. Well, I'm sorry to say, if she doesn't know the kingdom of God, there is no freedom in it. There is no freedom. We're selling our kids short if we don't declare and demonstrate and direct people to the kingdom of God. Yep, when they get older, they need to make their own choices. But it is a horrific injustice if what we present to them is, a, is an aisle of breakfast cereals of options of what freedom looks like, where they get to pick and choose and, and they think they're all equal. If they don't know that you and your life reflects one option for where freedom is found, then you, we've ripped them off. We've sold them short and they think there's lots of options for freedom when it's a lie. Guys, I'm passionate about this because I believe it is what a Jesus follower is. A Jesus follower follows Jesus and Jesus made disciples. And disciples are people who live and operate in the kingdom of God. We were made for this. We were created for this. And any other form of freedom is a cheap and nasty and ugly and unsustainable. I want to walk, I want to talk, I want to model a kingdom of the resurrection of Jesus, not just his death. This is the life God has called us to. These two questions I want us to actually respond to this morning. Like you, there's days where I don't reflect the kingdom very well. I don't declare it or demonstrate it or lead people to it very well. And yet today, I want to passionately declare that that's my mission in life. You can hold me accountable to that. I don't want my children to think that there's many ways to freedom. I don't want them to get that message from me. I want them to hear loud and clear what my life demonstrates and reflects. Not just what I say, but what I do to reflect the one and only way to freedom. And so I want to stand up today and make that a declaration. I want to stand up today and acknowledge that before God. I want to say, God, I'm sorry that I get it wrong sometimes. I'm sorry that I've looked away. I've focused on other things, but I don't want that. You know my heart, Lord. I don't want that to be my agenda. But I want to start with the first question because I don't want to skip past that either. What I'm going to encourage you to do is to stand with me this morning like a transaction, like a, an action, like a, a declaration, to stand with me and say, I want to declare by my posture, by my standing, and I want to demonstrate and I want to direct people to the kingdom of God. But my first question is for those of you that maybe don't know this kingdom. Maybe you haven't experienced this pre-kingdom. Maybe you live in fear. Maybe you live in anxiety. Maybe you live with highs and lows of what cheap freedom looks like. I want to invite you to stand first or, or, or right now because I don't want you to go through life without knowing this freedom. If there's anyone that wants to stand and say, I want to accept this kingdom that you talk about, Matt. I want to know this freedom that you talk about. I really encourage you to stand now 
and, and make that declaration. Yes, you may look like a goose. That's possible. I don't think Jesus looked very glamorous on the cross. I can tell you that. And for the rest of us, if you want to stand and say, I want to reflect the kingdom of God, I just encourage you to do that. I want to declare, I want to be someone who only represents one freedom. Let's make this declaration together. Let's make this declaration together. Lord God, we thank you so much for showing us the way. We thank you so much that you are the way, that you are the truth, that you are the life. Lord, we are so sorry. We're so sorry, Lord God, that we have looked for freedom in other places and we've communicated that to others, Father. Lord, today we come to you and we declare by our posture that we are standing on your rock on your foundation, on your truth. Lord, we thank you that you have given us a way to experience a kingdom that's not our own, that's not our own creation, that's not our our own imagination, Lord God, but it's, it's your truth at work in our lives, your power for transforming lives. And Father, we declare and commit today to be people that proclaim, that declare, to be people that demonstrate your power, demonstrate your freedom and be people that draw direct people to your kingdom, Father. Lord, we want our lives to matter. We want our lives to count. And Lord, we say, use us, strengthen us, equip us, send us out to be testimonies of your freedom in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.